The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning and welcome back. Thanks for joining us on this Wednesday as we find ourselves halfway through the week. I hope if you're part of our church here at Grace, uh, you're working, you're praying with us throughout this week for Mega Sports Camp VBS. Uh, two great nights so far, great amount of people here volunteering, great show from the community. And uh, so uh, hope you uh, keep hope you keep praying with us and for our, our volunteers and our staff as they work uh, to minister to our kids, our families, and those in our community. And uh, three more nights, continue to pray. This can be a tiring week for those involved. And uh, so pray for them, that they will be able to have the energy and the spiritual strength to keep going through this week, because most of them still have a full day's worth of work as well. So keep praying for them. Uh, We're in Matthew chapter 8. Actually, we're going to finish Matthew chapter 8 this morning. I kind of titled this thought, the idea of Jesus versus Satan. I mentioned uh, a few episodes ago that a lot of people think that in our world, it's the fight between Jesus and Satan. I say the one downside I don't like about that is the fact that you, if you're not careful, you make them equals. You say there's a battle, Jesus versus Satan, and hopefully there's enough. Well, Satan's a created being. Satan was an angel who rebelled against God. Um, Jesus is God. So they're not equal. So it's not really a true battle from that extent. But there are times where Satan is constantly trying to rebel against his creator, rebel against God, rebel against Jesus. And what we get to see in the passage we're looking at this morning is a unique scenario because you really do get to see um, the relationship between these two. You get to see God's ultimate power. But the other thing we're going to see is sometimes the world's response to the need. So kind of put this into three thoughts this morning. So let's start verse 28. I'm going to start by looking at the condition of the day. Verse 28 says, When he had come to the other side, the country of the Gergesinans, I'm saying that wrong, and they're whatever. And there met him two demon-possessed men coming out of the tombs, exceedingly fierce, so that no one could pass that way. And suddenly they cried out, saying, What have we to do with you, Jesus, you Son of God? You have come here to torment us before the time. Now, here's an intriguing part. First of all, they get out of the boat. Remember, they just come over um, the storm. So one intriguing thing is a simple principle is looking how verse 27 and 28 interact with each other. Verse 27, they had come, in, come through over the water. They had uh, seen God perform an absolutely amazing miracle of feet, overcoming the nature, uh, showing his authority over nature. They come to the other side. They'd seen God do an ex- amazing miracle. And what happens? They see Jesus face. They, excuse me. They see Satan. They see his army face to face. Don't be surprised that right after God does a great working in your life that you fight Satan head on. As a matter of fact, we go to another story where Jesus is with uh, Peter, James, and John, the Mount of what we call the Mount of Transfiguration. They come off the mount and they run right into a demon-possessed boy. Uh, it is not abnormal when you have seen God answer prayer, do something great, that Satan's going to be right there because Satan wants to discourage you. Satan wants you to believe that God's not working. So, so don't be surprised by that. Uh, don't, don't be overwhelmed by it. Don't look back and think it's a failure or, or that God doesn't have power. Just don't be surprised by this. It's just sometimes how it happens. But it's intriguing that their argument, to the, the demon's argument, these two men, their argument to Jesus was this, 
Have you come here, or their question, have you come here to torment us before the time? What are they referencing? Well, the demons know the end. I mean, they might deny it or whatever, but immediately, one, immediately the demons recognize who Jesus was. One of the reasons that as Christians we know that Jesus was the Son of God walking the earth um, was, you could talk about miracles, you can talk about a lot of things, but when they came up against two supernatural beings, against two, well, two men possessed with multiple demons, but against, demon, against demons, the demons automatically recognized him for who he was. Tormenting them. They, they know one day whether they want to admit it or not. They know the Bible. They know the future of what's going to happen, whether they're going to end up in hell. And so he's saying, wait a minute, it's not time yet. You know, they've been given so much time to roam the earth. They understand a level of this. And so immediately you see this relationship. They recognize Jesus. They immediately recognized his power and authority. Then he continues. So the condition of the people was that this, these two men, they were, they were possessed by demons. Now, I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about that. I will say I don't believe a Christian can be possessed. Uh, the Bible says when we are saved, we have the Holy Spirit living in us, and greater is he that's in us, he that's in the world. Um, so you can't have you can't have Satan and the Holy Spirit in the same place. It can't happen. So having the Holy Spirit, now we can be oppressed, but not possessed. And so these men were not saved. We would put it that way as they're coming to see him. Um, that's the condition of the world. They, they think it's normal. Um, and you see the chaos of this world, the world thinks it's normal. A lot of times they think it's beautiful. They're making laws to defend the chaos of the world because without Jesus, why would they think differently? That's the condition. Then we see the power of God, verse 30. Now a good way off. From them, there was a herd of many swine feeding. So the de demons begged him, saying, If you cast us out, permit us to go away into the herd of swine. And he said to them, Go. So when they had come out, they went into the herd of swine, and suddenly the whole herd of swine ran violently down the steep place into the sea and perished in the water. So the first thing they do was they ask, if you're going to send us out, let us go down to the herd of swine. Now, I've heard people say the demons needed a place to possess, and that was why, uh, or needed something to possess. The only reason I'm not convinced that's accurate was the moment they went into the swine, they killed them. So it's not like they needed a place to be. They're supernatural beings. They didn't need that. Uh, so, but they do ask that. These demons had been causing pain in these men. Uh, they had been terrorizing the area. And that's just what they do. When Satan comes around, there's chaos. When Satan comes around, there's destruction. And there's evil. And that's what these two men experience. And then the swine experience that. Now, it's simple. Swines, especially in those days, were considered unclean animals. And that's why the demons wanted to go in there. Uh, either way, you see the power of God. It's intriguing. You know, we talk about the battles, Jesus versus Satan. Notice that Jesus did not have to do anything powerful. There wasn't a physical fight with these men. There wasn't even a really emotional, spiritual fight. Jesus spoke, they, they obeyed. They recognized Jesus. They recognized his position. They recognized his power. And so in the condition of the day, Jesus is the answer for the condition of the day. He's the answer for what we go through. He's the answer for the world. Uh, he's the answer even for the battle of the political system. He's the answer for all of it. He's the answer for our problems as Christians when we need help. He's the answer for the lost world looking for hope, looking for answers. And, and don't get me wrong, Satan's full of lies. And so, you know, they're not always going to believe that, but that is the truth. That's what we have to keep our eyes on. That's where the hope is found. As Christians, it's true for us. It's true for those we see every day. May we not let that go beyond the fact that we have the information for the hope they, that they need. Um, but let's go down and talk about one intriguing thing as we finish, is we see the response of the world to this. In verse 33, Though, then those who kept them, kept the swine, fled, 
And they went away to the city and told everything, including what had happened to the demon-possessed men. And behold, the whole city came out to meet Jesus. And when they saw him, they begged him to depart from their region. Now, what we're seeing here... Uh, it is an under, it's an understandable thing. You know, there were many people, at least 2,000 swine. It, it was a cattle. It was their, with their wealth. Jesus cast them into the demons. The demons die. These men had lost possession. Um, and so we can argue, and, you know, we don't know what would have happened. You know, there's more to it. Immediately, though, the world saw that the value of that, of their cattle, the battle of the swine, of the pigs, was more valuable than these two men. And unfortunately, I think, you know, their money, the material things, that's how the world is. Getting what we want, getting the world, getting what we, you know, what we think is important is more valuable than other people. I would challenge us that even though the world thinks that way, may we as Christians not. The more we get to know Christ, the more we get closer to Christ, the more we see that his heartbeat is people, his heartbeat is others. And may that be us. May we look beyond our personal preferences, our desires, our fears, selfishness, and look to other people to be a help to them. That is how we are most like Christ, that he loved us enough to go to the cross. He loves us enough to help us every day. May we re resemble that in this world, in a world where sometimes we're thinking everybody's against our belief. Well, they don't always like our beliefs, but they also don't understand them. I'm telling you, until you meet Jesus, you don't understand this. The Bible says the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. To the unsaved world, what we believe is foolish. May we recognize that, not be offended by it, but help them realize to us who are in Christ, that teaching is the power of God. That's what they need, and may we hold to that. Well, thanks again for joining us on this Wednesday. Remember that whatever you're going through, Jesus has more power. Go to him, rest in him, find comfort, strengthen him, spend time with him, and do your part, and then let God take care of the part you cannot. We hope you have a great rest of your day. Again, continue to pray with the church here and those volunteering and staff as they work. We work through the next three days and trust that God will do great things and bring people maybe to our church and more importantly, people to the kingdom as a result of the investment this week. Thanks again for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.